Hello and welcome to The Download. I'm your host, Dave Richardson, and really timely guest today. We've got Marcello Montanari, who leads our the technology investment team at RBC Global Asset Management. Uh, we wanted to get Marcello on earlier in the week, but it's been a busy week for a tech investor. And, and as we're watching here, uh, if, we, if we look at the NASDAQ, uh, we're sitting down, oh, maybe uh, 12.5%, 13% from the all-time high. And even if we're not directly investing in, in the technology sector, say we own an S&P 500 index fund, for example, we're about one-third invested in technology. It's a big part of the global economy. So, so all of us have, any investor almost has exposure to technology and so we're sitting here as technology investors thinking about what to do. I thought I'd bring on a, a professional investor uh, who's managing a large uh, technology portfolio and ask him what he's thinking today uh, and how he thinks about this market in general. So Marcello, uh, w welcome back. Uh, you, you've laid out in previous appearances sort of your, your, your philosophy around investing. Uh, but And that's, I, I guess, very important to, to, to stick to that as you come into a period like this. Well, what's on your mind and, 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 and what are you doing as a tech investor today? Uh, yeah, thank, thanks for having me on, uh, Dave. Um, well, first of all, I mean, we've been, I've been doing this for quite a long time. And uh, the tech sectors had like a, an incredible run uh, to the point where people were asking uh, if, it's, if it was in, 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 a, in bubble territory. We can, you know, circle back on that. But, you know, every, you know, it, just in the last five years, we've gone through multiple drawdowns in tech markets uh, over and over again, and it's actually kind of served us well to, you know, keep keep our our wits about us and, and not and not panic. Um, you know, back to that kind of bubble argument. Um, and and if you'd listened to us in previous conversations, we had uh, we kind of went over the arguments why we were not in a bubble. Um, like the conditions were very different and the companies, um, the, the quality of the companies, very different, uh, much better today. And, um, you know, with, with, with customers and, and real revenues, which was different than, than back in the, in the tech bubble days. Um, but we, we did point out that there were segments of the market that were exceptionally highly valued. Um, and then there was some that uh, were kind of mid valued and some that were, you know, relatively on, on the attractive side. Um, coming back to the S&P 500, most of the technology stocks that you have in there are kind of what we call uh, stalwarts. Um, so th that's kind of the Microsoft, the Apple, the Oracle sure. of the world. And the way we manage the portfolio is we try to have kind of this, ba this barbell approach where we, um, we have a, uh, we basically, you know, balance off what we call uh, stalwarts and optionality names. Um, and again, the stalwarts are the Microsofts and Apples, and then the optionality names would be things like, you know, um, you know Twilio, Avalara, um, you know, names like that. So um, <clears throat> the, the, the portfolio has been uh, weighted uh, more towards stalwarts. So despite like the really terrible headlines of, you know, this stock's down 50% and that one's down 39%, the portfolio has held up much better than that. Yes. So uh, we're at the point now, and this is this is the big question because we've we've endured a lot of pain here. Uh, I mean, the tech markets in general have endured a lot of pain. 
for those highly valued stocks, the, the drawdown started, you know, months ago. So we've seen uh, a lot of these, these names come off, you know, in that range of, you know, 35 to 65%. Sure. So uh, as that's happened, um, you know, our approach has been to, um, you know, try to pick away at names that we think uh, are finally starting out of that, those optionality names that I, I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, you know, trying to pick away at names that we think have fallen in, in into a range that starts to look attractive. And then the next big step would be, um, you know, where do we start to kind of like start shifting from, you know, taking, you know, weight out of a Microsoft or an Apple and putting it into something like, you know, a Snowflake or a MongoDB or whatnot. So that's kind of where we stand right now. And, um, you know, we've we've tried to do a little bit of that, and to be quite honest, every time we do it, we've gotten <laughs> we've gotten slapped around a little bit. Yeah. So, um, but we haven't been doing like it like in large amounts. We've just been kind of doing it around the edge. Like when when DocuSign collapsed, you know, we waited a little bit, and then we said, okay, um, still still expensive, but you know, it looks like this might be a, an area where you might want to uh, like you know, dip, dip your toes. in. so, we, so we bought some, a small position there and we've done that with a number of names. Now, what's interesting is that in the software patch, we're starting to actually see some relative performance from names that had uh, come down. And even though some names are still continuing to fall, some of the software names seem to be kind of uh, outperforming now in, in that they're not falling or they're not falling as much, um, you know, companies like, um, like Salesforce.com, Adobe, um, and then again, the, the stalwarts ne never fell as much as the others. So, so that's kind of where we stand right now. And it's just a question of, uh, you know, trying to pick these, these, these names that have come down and, and at, when they, they hit points that we like. And um, uh, yeah, that, that's kind of it. And it's just, you know, we're, we're totally aware that we'll never pick the bottom on this. Yeah. So so you got to you got to start doing it at some point and so here and there we've started doing it that's kind of where we stand right now yeah and 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 so i i, I guess w w what we try to do on on this podcast when we're talking to investment professionals like yourself is 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 we're talking about investing and we we we've had this discussion on on many previous episodes if if, if people go back and 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 listen to them uh we're, we're not talking about speculating we're not talking about trading. We're not talking about gambling. We're talking very much about investing. So, so in in your view, the, the the fundamental reason for why you would have technology in your portfolio or exposure to technology in your portfolio to begin with, the the justification for that hasn't changed, has it? No, no, not at all. And uh, yeah, if I didn't mention it before. Um, you know, our approach has always been to have a longer term approach. We're, we're not playing for quarters and things like that. It's, it's just too hard to do that. Um, and, and there's, you know, there's, there's firms that like to do that. Um, and, and, you know, we, we think that the numbers bear out that that's, that's not really a winning formula over time. So we take a longer term approach and we try to, you know, get it right and sit tight. Um, and, and as a, as a result, we tend to endure higher valuations. Um, because, because these, these names tend to trade at higher valuations, but the, the themes are still all there. Um, nothing, nothing's changed really. 
Um, you know, I was, uh, I was I was talking to someone earlier about you know there, there was an analyst report talking about uh, how you know customers facing software had been pulled forward, and that basically kind of brought a whole bunch of the names down again, like Adobe and Salesforce, for example. But since then, there's been a number of of uh, other surveys that have come out that said you know with much larger sample numbers, by the way. That have said that that is not happening at all. In fact, uh, IT budgets are really are uh, you know are pretty pretty strong. We're looking somewhere between four and a half to five and a half percent growth coming this coming year. So so things look uh, look good for IT budgets and uh, the systems integrators um, who who basically have their pulse on all these type of projects. They're saying it's all systems go. Their number one issue they they can't find people. And um, so, yeah, and and um, so 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 things are, are are still all systems go. Like I said, the themes that uh, we've been kind of playing, uh, data analytics, the digital transformation of business, five yeah. um, G, um, robotics. There, it's still all it's still all in play. Um, not, nothing has really changed. Yeah, it was it was it was really interesting. Uh, I was talking to uh, to Stu Kedwell earlier this week, and we were talking about the uh, the bank earnings from the U.S. that were uh, that were starting to trickle out, and uh, and J.P. Morgan, uh, and the stock got hit because they uh, because they had higher costs, and the higher costs were all associated with a massive planned spend on technology uh, for you know for a traditional bank to catch up to these new uh, financial technology companies. And, and so it seems like the businesses are all strong, but that's with a backdrop. And we talked about this the last time we were together of, of the potential for higher interest rates and, and, a, and a much more hawkish Fed. Is, is, is that something that, that really concerns you? Or, or again, is this one where, you know, we know rates are going to go a little bit higher, but not dramatically higher. So, you know, we're pretty comfortable with companies that are still growing at a, at a very fast rate with, with very solid businesses. You just, you just answered the question for me. Um, where our view is yes, rates, rates have to go up, especially short rates. But right now, like the 10 year, despite all of this hawkishness, the, the 10 year bond is still at 1.74. Yeah. So we're, we're where we were last time we spoke. Yes. <laughs> so, um, we think that these 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 companies can withstand um, higher rates. I mean, if they go to six percent on the ten-year, uh, you know, all bets are off. Sure. But, but we don't think that it's going anywhere near that. We think it's probably going to be somewhere in the two and a quarter range ultimately. And uh, and tech stocks have done very well at those type of rates in the past. So I don't I don't know why why that would be different. Um, and you know, it's it's interesting because you just kind of harped on something that I was I was talking about uh, with, with someone else the other day, which is, you know, J.P. Morgan, you know, talked about you know escalate inf how inflation is impacting them today. Obviously, they're they're not getting the benefit of higher rates yet, but inflation is impacting them and their costs um, more than most tech companies, by the way. And then they're spending all their money on technology. Yeah. <laughs> so you know. Um, it's interesting that we're more worried about technology, uh, technology stocks. Uh, so again, it's it, you know in, to a certain degree, you know we're kind of right sizing a lot of the highly valued uh, stocks, um, and uh, you know it's 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 per, you know there was a lot of stocks that we wanted to get involved in 
especially some IPOs like Snowflake is a perfect example. Sure. And we just weren't able to get into the IPO and it immediately doubled and just took off from there. And, you know, now it's uh, it's actually held in better than a lot of stocks, but it's down to its 200 day moving average. And we're kind of starting to look and that's just an example. We're starting to look at these these companies that are just so well positioned for where technology is heading um, that have just, uh, you know, up, up until recently have just been completely out of reach in terms of uh, valuation. And now they're coming into a range where, you know, we're starting to look closer. I'm not saying we're going to buy Snowflake, but I'm just using that as an example. Sure, sure. And 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 for 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 again for the for for the average technology investor or, or investor in general who has a portion of their portfolio in technology, given the backdrop and everything we've talked about, is this a time where you would want to be a little bit have have a little bit less weighting in technology where you were a year ago, or do you still think it 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 should hold that large place in a client's portfolio uh, as it does right now? Yeah, well, I mean. Like I said, it's everybody has their own unique circumstances. Sure. But um, you know, given given the correction we've seen so far, we're kind of getting into the range where, you know, this thing is hopefully closer to the end than the beginning. Yeah. And uh, and like I said, you know, we we've the way we do things, we're we're you know we're we're very careful, um, and we, we don't bet we don't make like gigantic outside outsized bets on on single names and um you know we're you know we view the future as very favorable well that's uh maybe not ne- maybe not the next two weeks but, <laughs> but looking a year out two years out which is kind of our horizon we're always looking out at least two or three years yeah. that's that's the way we're doing things and um we just don't see we don't see a change to the underlying fundamentals uh, and the trends that are powering the technology uh, industry. And, and, and uh, you know, Marcello, out of everything you said, I, th- I think that's the most important thing that you, you just have to look beyond. Uh, you're, you're, you're always going to have periods. We did a, we, 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 we did a, had an interview with uh, Scott Lizakowski uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and again, that's uh, a recent posting. If you're looking at the, uh, the, the list of episodes available, and, and over 15 minutes, uh, Scott went through a whole bunch of stats around markets and drawdowns within individual years and, and expectations around drawdowns after lower volatility years and such. These kind of drawdowns are going to happen. They're going to happen and sometimes feel particularly scary uh, in, in, in sectors like technology that, that are just by their very nature a little bit more volatile. Uh, so you've got to see through and you've got to think about where you're going to be down the road uh and 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 if you're in the right companies then you're ultimately going to be successful that's that's our plan we're sticking to it all right marcello <laughs> look I, I really appreciate you getting on today i know how busy you are this week uh be, be it's, it's just one of those times where uh where you're a portfolio manager and things are going to be particularly tough so i i really appreciate a few minutes with you today and uh keep keep doing what you're doing Thanks. Thanks, Dave. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. This recording has been provided by RBC Global Asset Management, Inc. for informational purposes only and is not intended to be investment or financial advice. You should consult your own legal, accounting, tax, investment, or financial planning advisors before engaging in any transactions.